Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester is Red podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm Rich Fay and I am delighted to be joined once again by Samuel Luckhurst. Hello, thank you for having me on. by Charlotte Dunker. Hi. <laughs> you were expecting I thought you were going to call me Scott then for a minute. Scott McTominay, the podcast. Still not over that. No, bears a grudge. You never forget that your negative Nancy's back and the podcast only just begun. But there's no need to be negative because United have won again. Business as usual under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Samuel. Um, and then maybe a trickier test against Brighton. We knew it was never maybe going to be a one side of the fair as some supporters expected, but a win's a win. Absolutely. I think maybe the one thing he'd have taken away from it, as, as he said afterwards, was that they're playing at such an intense level now that come the last half an hour, certainly in the last two games, there's been a bit of a drop-off there uh, where they've expended so much energy in the first hour. So it was it was a very anxious last 20 minutes. Uh, Pogba regressed a little bit where he was, he was struggling to keep the ball. Um, I think as strong as the bench looked, Solskjaer didn't really have an awful lot of pace to bring on in the key areas. There wasn't a midfielder to come on and energise it. You could maybe have made an argument for Pereira coming on, but whether he's got the game management now to oversee that, I think that's that's debatable. But as you said, it's it's a seventh win in succession. Um, there's very little to quibble about, but I think going into that Arsenal game, there, there was enough there that Solskjaer would have seen to think we need to improve on that um, because Arsenal have had that little bit of a fillet with the with the Chelsea game, which was you know, a very comfortable win for them. So they've kind of regained form at the right time and it it should make for a very, very um, fascinating encounter on Friday night. Yeah, Charlotte, do you feel that there's any concerns maybe about the way United's second half performance sort of went down? I know, as Samuel said, it is maybe just issues, but United went away to Dubai to work on their fitness only earlier in the month and the, maybe the, the concern is it's still there. And I know they're not playing a game, two games a week at the moment, but when it does get to that stage when they have the PSG games and stuff, it could be a worry for United, the fact that fitness doesn't seem to be quite there. Yeah, maybe, but luckily for them, we're still quite a few weeks away. And But I think the Burnley game's on a Tuesday, isn't it? So I think yeah. in a couple of weeks, yeah. you've got that example of um, two games in a week, but that's when you'd I think you'd expect him to start rotating his squad a bit more. The thing I thought was... Lukaku came on near matter and like you said there's not much pace but that should be an invitation for Lukaku to start we know he's not a player with speed like he's not known for being a quick player but that should be an invitation for him to go away and work on that really because he's not going to push Rashford out of the starting 11 in my opinion especially on in the form that he's in at the minute so if he can show to Solskjaer that he's the sort of player that he needs to bring him on to save tired legs at the hour mark and he's got that in his locker then he becomes crucial for United really because that could be the difference like you say in the Arsenal game if they're tiring after an hour who have you got on the bench that's going to come on and see this game out and if someone like Lukaku can show that he's got that in his locker then it changes everything really yeah, you did say it's going to be difficult for him to get into the team on the recent form of Rashford. It was another great performance by him leading the line for United Samuel and a wonder goal as well to, to go with it. He's, as Solskjaer said, he's in the form of his very young life at the moment. Uh, I mean, he was performing before that managerial change. I think that's what possibly reflects uh, really well on him is that he's... He's a, he, even though he's so young, he's performed under a coach as idiosyncratic as Van Gaal, a coach as demanding as Mourinho, and someone as amiable as Solskjaer. I, the obvious difference under Solskjaer is that there's 
the coaching cachet of working under a former striker whose mantra was there's no such thing as a good save I think it was only one occasion where Solskjaer was left a little bit aghast that a shot of his hadn't gone in when Jens Lehmann made this brilliant save at Old Trafford I think back in 2006 it was so when you're working with someone who has such high standards like that that is always going to have an upturn in form. And when Rashford is getting the ball now, we are expecting him to score chances. Whereas previously, I mean, the examples you can think of Bournemouth away, where he somehow hit Ake when he was about two yards yeah. out from goal. Uh, I think he had a great chance at Juventus as well when they were 2 1 up. He had the one on one. Didn't take yeah. that. Yeah. And the most infamous one being the Young Boys um, game where, where Mourinho pretty much despaired over it yet since that game specifically his form has been exemplary I think four days later it was that Southampton game where he pretty much earned United a point on his own and there have been goals there have been assists Uh, United because Mourinho was absolutely adamant they needed a physical figurehead in an age where Teams, are ha- teams have got fluid figureheads. They've got one now. And with a talent like Rashford, it's going to save them probably £100 million. Because you look at the way Lukaku's been playing over the last six to eight months, and I think he's just hit his ceiling. I think that is the best you're going to see of him. That He's a near 30-goal-a-season striker. I think he's actual football. The goal Rashford scored at the weekend, I think it's just technically it's beyond Lukaku I don't think he scores that and I don't think if 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 you put Lukaku in Rashford's position for that goal at Tottenham I don't think he scores that either I think it's just a skill set that's beyond him he has his uses Lukaku but Rashford has always had that raw ability that um, is, is quite unique I think certainly in, in, in young English forwards it's, it's very rare but now he's marrying that with goals and I think he's got what is it five goals and six under Solskjaer that's very good going I mean I've said before you know there have been justifiable qualms about is he a deluxe Danny Welbeck is mm-hmm. he a 20 goal a season striker it would be a hell of achievement if he scores 20 goals this season but certainly looking ahead to next season you would bet on him hitting that barrier confidence is key in that as well though isn't it if he's been given the opportunity and the chance to start every week then that's when you can really test him next season isn't it if he's given that chance I know he said about the Mourinho would say oh I picked him the most out of everyone but he wasn't he wasn't starting him every game was he and that's but he was towards the end in fairness I think since he he dropped Lukaku for that Everton game in October and Rashford started and fairness Rashford cocked up a pretty good chance I think he hit it straight at Pickford Lukaku came on he cocked up a chance Mourinho said afterwards we've not got a killer instinct I don't think anybody would have you know, disagreed with him at that time um, what I'd say is I mean you even go back to the Arsenal game and Mourinho started that front three of Lingard Marshall and Rashford so you could argue he would argue no doubt that he planted the seeds there but Solskjaer has taken it to a different level he has enhanced it I don't think United would have been going to Tottenham with Lingard playing in the middle of of Rashford and Marshall and then playing on the wings so um, as I said Solskjaer deserves an an immense amount of credit because Rashford is now taking chances where previously you'd have bet against him scoring them yeah, it's 150th appearance for United as well on the weekend, which shows just maybe how far he's come in such a relative short amount of time. And Charlotte, I know there were the stats that were floating about saying he's sort of on, on a par and even doing better than Rooney Ronaldo were at comparative age. But do you think that it may be getting too excited or do you think he is a, a player who is capable of 
seriously reaching the top of his game and becoming one of the best players in the world. I feel like when Ronaldo first arrived at Old Trafford, there was more excitement around him. I was there when he came on as a sub on, on his debut. Bobton. and it was, Yeah, and everyone was just like, wow. I feel like there was a lot more excitement around Ronaldo when he was younger than there is around Rashford. But it's going to be a level of consistency. Is it right now? Can I see... Rashford becoming one of the the best footballer in the world continually taking home like the Ballon d'Or year after year probably not but maybe he'll prove me wrong yeah it'll be interesting to see how he compares to Mbappe next month as well when we get to see them on the same pitch well, yeah I mean that was previously a bit of a risible uh, comparison not least because it was made by Phil Neville um, <laughs> but going into that game you know Rashford is is an exceptional form I know there are a few games before that but that's going to be a matchup that people are going to look at uh, I think with Rashford I mean his, his rise was genuinely stratospheric the stars aligned in the not only did Marshall injure his hamstring in the warm-up but Ashley Fletcher was out on loan James Wilson was out on loan Will Keane got injured at Shrewsbury I think three days before it if, mm. if he doesn't tweak his hamstring um, then Rashford possibly doesn't even get in the squad for that Midland game uh, whereas as you said with, with Ronaldo there was an awful lot of excitement there because a lot of United fans had seen the sport in Lisbon friendly where he just you know, embarrassed might have been the end of John O'Shea's career as an actual good defender because he was playing very well for United up until then so um, and he came on and just took on took on yeah. player after player yeah, after player yeah. didn't he as well there, there was genuine excitement about Ronaldo because he was called Ronaldo he did wear the number seven yeah. and he, he he did look like a superstar as well uh, but I mean it's, it's a bit of a quirk of Sir Alex Ferguson's time like 26 and a half pioneering years there wasn't one homegrown United striker who he brought through who truly made it there were a couple who you know got chances Mark Robbins kept him in a job yeah. uh, in 1990 Danny Welbeck came through but he played him an awful lot on the wing but an actual goal scoring striker uh, Skulls originally but then he became a midfielder but Rashford could buck a trend that dates back possibly to, to Mark Hughes 30 years ago yeah, he's not the only player who's really come on leaps and bounds under Solskjaer. I have Ander Herrera, another impressive display. How encouraged have you been by him? Because at the start of the season, he wasn't even guaranteed a place in the starting lineup. But now... No, he's played of- really well in the last few games and he's uh, warranting Solskjaer's decision to keep putting him back in there. And I think he shows in those big games as well against like Spurs... I'm not going to call him a dirty player, but you know what I mean? He's not afraid snide. to... Yeah, up, he is snide, he? isn't yeah. he? And he's yeah. not afraid to get stuck in. And I think that's what fans like to see as well. And he's like, hated by opposition yeah. fans, which we Which need. is even better for yeah. a United fan. They look, The United fans love for their players to be hated because it means they're doing something right. But um, you just know as well that he's always going to give 100% until the final whistle. But he's definitely... United's midfield, the midfield three, Matic, I think, has improved so much more since yeah. Solskjaer's come in but I think that's to do with the way he's been expected to play and the three of them really complement each other in United's midfield I think at the minute Yeah I think that's probably been the biggest difference is just the way that midfield's transformed and some of you said that Herrera's contract latest he's, he's keen to stay at United if the opportunity arises Yeah the the, the feeling in his camp is is that he, he will I mean he, he could easily have negotiated with clubs outside of outside of England this, this month to get a pre-contract agreement Athletic Bilbao showed some interest there the sports director was, was sounding off the other week but 
I mean, they're three points above the relegation zone. I don't think he'd have ever <laughs> traded uh, the, the feel-good uh, positivity of playing under Solskjaer to, to go back there and, and have a relegation scrap in, in La Liga. Uh, I mean, as, as Charlotte alluded to, I think that one of the most um, striking uh, differences from Mourinho's era to Solskjaer's era hasn't been so much the difference in form of Pogba because everyone knows that he downed tools yeah. and he's a bit of a narcissist who, you know, was knowingly off yeah. to Manchester City last year. But Herrera was player of the year under um, under Mourinho. Matic was a player he signed twice. Their upturn in form, I think, is the most, as I said, the most significant gauge of what Solskjaer's done to improve that team. And Charlotte said he is a cynical player at times. There was a foul he committed, I think. It might have been after the alley one-on-one at Tottenham and he's immediately Mm -hmm. protesting. And it winds opposition fans up. It winds the opposition players up as well. I suppose he's he's playing so well at the moment. He's, He's one of those players you wish you could clone because if there were to be a player to come on and you know, shore up the midfield, bring some energy, a bit like at the weekend against Brighton, it would be him because his game management that last 20 minutes I thought was was exceptional. He, I mean, he, he, prob- he probably ran Rashford quite close for man the match at the weekend. Yeah, another player who performed well on the weekend, Diogo Delo got, got an assist. I know it's because Luke Shaw pulled out of the warm-up feeling ill and he was replaced in the lineup by Delo. But encouraging from him, I know there's maybe um, some fans are still divided on what, what he had to offer when he first came to the team but he's looking like someone definitely capable of, of fulfilling the promise that he had when he joined in the summer yeah he got the assist didn't he for Rashford's goal I yeah. thought it was interesting because when they said Shaw had pulled out in the warm up I thought that Delo would play right back because that's a more natural position but he's played left back a few times for Porto I think so yeah. he played left back and Ashley Young played right back and I can only imagine that's because what they've been working on in training in the week before was the system that they that they've done yet like you say it's m- the more Premier League experience you get the better he's he's going to be but promising enough performance from what I saw I wasn't at the ground what do you think Samuel? <laughs> yeah the, the, it was such a it was such a belated withdrawal it would have been I think it would have been odd actually if, if he had if they had switched young to yeah. the to the other side, so he is experienced. I think he played at Anfield left back yeah, last season with Porto. So um, that would have been a really good learning curve for him. It will be interesting to see what United do in the summer because fullback is still an area where you not necessarily say of concern, but it's certainly an area where which which needs reinforcements. Uh, you'd think they'd finally get rid of Darmian in the summer um, even Solskjaer like, amid everyone getting a chance on Solskjaer it seems yeah. though even he knows that Antonio Valencia is, is done there um, and, and rightly so he's been he's been appalling all season he's been an appalling captain as well been a decent enough player for United but his time's come so if you were to lose those two if you were to sell Rojo as well given that he can play at full back um, they're, they're, they're going to need reinforcements there Ashley Young it's still unclear whether he will stay on he's out of contract at the end of the season so they probably could do with a bit of a Danilo type uh, arguably someone who can play yeah. on uh, can play at right back can play at left back rather than just a specialist so if they would have Dallow Shaw Young and, and one other uh, I mean having said that I think listen those they probably could do with an actual specialist as opposed to someone who can play on both sides but it's encouraging that they have that option there and I think it's why you know even though Darmian his his performances can can range from 
Yeah, very secure yeah. to utterly hopeless. He's he's valued by managers because he's able to fill in not just both right back and left back, but very occasionally at centre back as well. Yeah, we'll have more on the uh, contract latest after the midway point in the podcast, which means we get to do another of Ash's favourite teasers today. And this is one I think even Charlotte should get correct. Uh, the I wouldn't question, bank on it. I wouldn't bank on it. We shall see. But this one, before we go into the break, four players have won the Ballon d'Or whilst playing for Manchester United. Who are they? We will be back just after this break and we will bring you the answers. Hello and welcome back to the Manchester's Red podcast for the Manchester United News. We left you with the teaser. Four Ballon d'Or winners have played for Manchester United. Who are they? Charlotte Dunk has just taken the answers off my sheet. Uh, Samuel? <laughs> Does Charlotte want to answer and pur- purport to know it? I mean, now you've read them, you must get them all right, Charlotte. So maybe in order, do you want to do them? Who was the first one? 1964. I didn't read it properly. My, my answer is Ronaldo. Yeah, there's another three. Best. Yeah. They're the two most recent. There's two before them. This Samuel, is... I'm passing this to you. 50-50 answers. They have, they have statues at Old Trafford. Oh, Law um, and Charlton. Correct. You've done yes, that. Yes, 100%. Four points for the year as well. <laughs> oh, no. Samuel will get the year. Go on. Uh, 64, 66, yeah. 68, yeah. 2008. Bingo. Millions points for Samuel. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, well. an, there's no point going up in the challenge against Samuel when we'll, it comes to knowledge. We'll have, remembering we'll have a think things. for next week. We'll try scuppering. You need to come give me a question that like goes to my skills, which I'm not too sure what they are right <laughs> well, now. Once I find honest. out what your skills are, yeah. I will do just that. Great, thank you. Who knows? But um, yeah, we've mentioned before the break that we will give you maybe an update on the uh, contract letters. In particular, Anthony Marshall, R- reports have come out from everywhere saying that he's set to sign a new deal. But what's the truth behind all this Marshall talk, Samuel? Well, the, the funny thing was, and because they're fair, fair game, I'll just say it, um, they actually, Sky touched base with United last week to... Um, to ask, is this true? Is he on the verge of signing a new five-year contract? United said, no, it's not the case. They're still in discussions, which is what they told us. So uh, Sky decided to run, it run anyway. with the exact opposite of, of what they were uh, told, um, as did uh, Jim White, who uh, has been making headlines recently for his exchange with uh, Neil Custis of The Sun during that, during that rather... Uh, Which you should catch up on if you've not heard it yeah, before. Well, I've, I've not heard it, actually. If, 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 you, if you've got YouTube up at the moment, search that on your search bar. So uh, I think United United said that they're, they're confident of it. I mean, the, the chance of him staying have obviously improved given the managerial change, uh, although he was performing under Mourinho in fairness. I think it said a lot about his his agent's rhetoric that hours after uh, United informed us of the of the extension um, when was that when would that have been seventeenth December he said they were pessimistic <laughs> for their chances and then of course the next day Jose Mourinho sacked so I was a little bit surprised RMC didn't carry quotes from him saying oh we're now optimistic of of the chance of him staying so I don't think there's any room uh, there's any need for United uh, fans to panic on that one he. He's in a very good place at the moment. He's a first teamer. He's not played, you know, 
he's not been particularly outstanding in the last few games, but I think it's it's testament to how well he's done this season that the very mere suggestion from Solskjaer that Sanchez could come in for Marshall at Arsenal has been um, has not gone down particularly well with the uh, the keyboard plan. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's because you've not seen. Sanchez hasn't proved himself yet, has he? And they all, yeah, and they're a lot, and, and there's think, a huge Martial yeah, following, I, I, as we know. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think Sanchez just, has like an anticlimactic comeback every week, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and it's just, oh, he's, you know, he's hurt again, and oh, he's, you know, he misses his dogs or whatever yeah. it is. But I, I mean, I, I agree. I think, you know, I, I, I still go with Marshall on. Because it's like, when is, when is he going to get? Because you don't want him to throw him in at the Emirates really Sanchez not played no, maybe that's, for weeks maybe yeah. that's his thinking in the, I think Van Gaal said it he said if 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 a player's going back to a former club he would always want to play them because they've got something to prove they've something got to, to prove it's going to get them up for it um, I'm sure it's happened with one United player in recent years but I'm struggling to, to think of who <laughs> now so I mean Van Persie Van Persie scored, went to the Emirates yeah he went to the Emirates he scored, got us, scored the penalty yeah. and probably should have scored the following season as well so um, it does work with certain players whether it worked with Sanchez or not I, I don't know yeah, hopefully Di Maria doesn't do it to United when he comes well, back from the yeah, Champions there's, League there's that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm man of the match imagine forward to uh, <laughs> this should be an interesting Park, reception Villa Park style snakes being thrown <laughs> down at him as he as he comes on yeah but yeah in terms of Marshall uh, um, Charlotte maybe in the summer if he would have left there was rumours saying he could have I guess even though he has got such a loyal following he couldn't really begrudged if he, if he would have done because he, he has been so inconsistent maybe before maybe last season but it is credit as Samuel said to himself that he has established himself and he is one of the first names on the team sheet yeah I think it would have been a shame from both sides if he'd left in the summer because I don't think United have seen the best of him yet and if he'd gone in the summer he would I'm not necessarily saying his time would have, the club would have been a huge failure but it definitely wouldn't have been a success and you just knew that if he'd left he would have gone somewhere and been absolutely unbelievable and then everyone would have been like oh look why did Mourinho let this world be to go so it's good in some ways definitely for him that he's now obviously wanting to commit his future to United and now he's just got to show that he can reach those levels of potential that everyone thinks he's got yeah, and before we get on to the FA Cup, another player who is being linked to a move maybe away, Matteo Darmian. Um, what's the latest on him, Samuel? I know. I've, I've not even bothered to check on that one, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd be a tad surprised if it would happen, given that, well, last year they were absolutely adamant there'd be no loans in January. It would just be permanent moves, yeah. like with Depay and Schneidel in the year before. I'm talking about, obviously, first-team players not... Matty Willett, Dimitri Mitchell, Charlie Scott, who went out on loan last year. Uh, so, I mean, given his contract situation, United will probably just trigger that one-year option in order to obtain a fee in the summer, uh, a little bit like they did with Daley Blind and, and Sam Johnson last year. And and also just going off the way they operate in January and saying that they would only accept you know uh, permanent moves. Solskjaer's already said that he doesn't call the shots as far as ingoings and outgoings are concerned. So given that it's, you know, essentially nothing will have changed there in that Woodward would be would be the mindset we'll only sell players if the right offer comes in. It would be a bit peculiar um, if they were to agree to let Darmian go on loan. Uh, and also, um, yeah, senior figures. Breaking that, news, Scott McTominay has signed a new contract. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's Coming a to you it? on the Manchester Red podcast. What do you think of that? <laughs> 
I that, don't that, want to that, get started. That, that I mean, is, that's up there with Marcus Rojo, surely. But yeah, yeah, that that is that. Uh, well, let's I, see what I it thought, is. Um, when Solskjaer mentioned the contract last week, I thought, is, is that just a slip of the yeah. tongue or something like that? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, his, his agent deserves kudos for overseeing that because there's been nothing... He's, he's not shown anything since he signed that contract. Was it October 2017 to suggest that he deserves a new one, deserves a... But well, congratulations, fight. Scott. But yeah, here yeah, to but thank you, know. I'm here to stay <laughs> till 2023 with the option to extend for a further year. Four more years. That's yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, very odd one. Maybe these are the first, uh, the cra- the first cracks in, in Solskjaer's... <laughs> be interesting to see what the fans are saying to that. But yeah, um, I guess finally then, well, we've got, we've got to go right that in a minute, haven't we? So we'll, well, I mean, we'll the, the, to... the other irony of that is that McTominay is the ultimate... Mourinho midfielder yeah. and here comes Solskjaer with his new new way of thinking and he's decided yeah we'll we'll keep him I mean I, I find that baffling his, his agent was at Carrington last Thursday and I think the initial assumption was that he was there to talk about the possibility of a loan and then Fellaini gets injured and you think okay McTominay's not going to go but you can't Solskjaer imagine just suddenly, that Solskjaer just suddenly says we're working on a contract and you think what? You just can't imagine that his long-term future is at the club because he's only, he managed to get in and the he's fir- not, first team, yeah. by, not by fluke, but it, there was an injury crisis. He, that's why he was thrown in. Mourinho liked him and he stayed in there. It's not He wasn't and isn't the best midfielder to come out of the 23s. Oh, well. Mind-blowing. Oh, well. I think that's left us all shocked, hasn't yes. it? It's yes. shell-shocking. But, uh, <laughs> but finally, then, we have got the game. We might be back later in the week to discuss it more. But Arsenal and the FA Cup on Friday night. Um, I know in a very short-lived feature we did maybe two weeks ago, we said, who you want United to get in the FA Cup? No one said Arsenal away. <laughs> but um, we shall see how it goes. But are you feeling confident ahead of it, Charlotte? I mean, it's a very tricky test, but United on this winning run. Arsenal, of course, off the back of the thumping of Chelsea, really. I mean, my prediction earlier in the day was that I thought United were going to lose. So it's probably not what you want to hear. Negative Nancy, Negative Nancy is back. But there, there is no reason why they caught in current form. The confidence is high. Friday night FA Cup tie while United can't take it to Arsenal and win. It's just a shame they'll only have a small percentage of fans there to watch it. But yeah, that's I'll, a whole other story. It is a whole other story. You've covered in depth on the Emmy and if fans yes. want to catch up on what is the latest for the tickets Charlotte the latest is they got offered they got given uh, 8.7% of the allocation instead of 15% because um, of safety issues um, which Arsenal said the FA United hit back at it the FA backed Arsenal because they couldn't really not because it's safety concerns but neither the FA or Arsenal could explain to me why United, Liverpool, Spurs and Everton pose a safety threat that Lincoln and Coventry don't. Apparently it's to do with persistent standing but they get away with it every year. So uh, United could have been awkward and said the 4,000 extra tickets that they should have got they um, you know I could have said Arsenal weren't allowed to sell them to their own home fans but they've not been that petty so they've just said they've got to make sure 15% of those go to charity that's nice yeah I can't remember my I've been to Lincoln away and I can't remember it being that rowdy to be fair so maybe they do have a point but uh, I guess finally where does the FA Cup rank for, for Solskjaer I know you said it was his last game for United was a FA Cup final and uh, I guess it is his most realistic chance of winning silverware in his, his time as caretaker manager yeah and 
I think that period of where well, they went 12 years without winning it, that did, you know, the importance of it did increase with supporters. Um, and also, of course, the, the post-Ferguson years where they were struggling. They went, what, what was it, three years without a trophy and then they had the highs of... I'd actually say in 2016, the, the semi-final was probably a, a better moment to witness than the actual final, mm. like the, the manner of the, of Marshall's winning goal and players and supporters coming together and United going back to Wembley. So it, it does hold fond memories for, for Solskjaer. Obviously, it's hold fond memories for, for United supporters as well. Uh, if if he wasn't to win it, then and say they were to go out, I think the you know the bigger picture would be okay. They they unlo- they might not win something this season, which. It doesn't necessarily reflect terribly on Solskjaer, but it does possibly, you know, with Pochettino talk, maybe that ramps up a little bit more and the approval ratings aren't as high and the polls aren't quite as one-sided as they have been in, in recent weeks. But it's, I mean, just on that note, it's that, that you know, that Tottenham United game um, eight days ago could be a defining one for Pochettino's own future in that he was beaten by Solskjaer and prob- I'd say bested by Solskjaer tactically for a good portion of that game Harry Kane gets injured I think there's only so far Tottenham are going to get you know, they, they can't rely on late goals every week they they were you know pretty suspects at Fulham and what Solskjaer said at Wembley about Tottenham being catchable now it doesn't look like a, an outlandish statement at all um, particularly since as well Ali's injured Tom's yeah. at the um, Asian Cup Asian yeah. Cup as well so or Tottenham Tottenham continue <laughs> performing very well Who and knows? finish above United and, and Pochettino gets a job at the end of the season well, that's why you should stick with us at the end and see how it all unfolds I guess finally Charlotte so have you revised your opinion for Friday night are you feeling more confident now that you know Scott McTominay is here to stay or yeah super Scott to save the day we shall see so he's got to start in midfield drop Pogba yeah, Sanchez and McTominay United yeah. in the fifth round of given the FA Cup. he'll be given a lifelong deal at the end of the game just like that and we shall see and the result could define whether Solskjaer gets a new deal at Manchester United come the end of the season Samuel, Charlotte thank you very much for joining us on the Manchester Red Podcast join us next week when we try and flummox Samuel with our midway (laughs) quiz please make sure to subscribe and leave a like if you haven't already